podcast. If we have not met before, my name is Sydney, and my other co-host is usually Ashley, but she's actually in Mexico with a missions trip right now with our church. So uh, I am here with my friend Avery. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I love Avery, and Avery's one of she's like one of the only friends that like really pushes me. In my faith, not one of the only, I have like five or six people that really push me in my faith, but Avery's one of them, and I just thought, literally, who else would be on this that would be better than you? Um, Wow. But we are, as you might have already noticed, we are wrapping up our series, not this week, I think next week, but one of the topics for this series um, of the month of February is on dating and it's on relationships and it's on even friendships if you want to put it into that context. But um, today we're talking about how to know when it's time to end a, um, a romantic relationship. Um, what does it mean to heal from that relational trauma when you end things? Um, what is closure? Do you need closure? Is it something that you should be dependent on if you're trying to move on in a way that God might be leading you to something different? These are all the things that we're just going to try to like nick the surface of. And um, I'm like so about to put Avery on the spot. But before we do that, do you want to just like tell people like who the heck you are and like, yeah. <laughs> like your faith and like just just anything you want to say? Wow. Yes. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um, Sydney is just a dear friend of mine. Um, but like she said, I'm Avery. Um, I have grown up a believer, but I don't think I would say I took my faith seriously probably until my junior year of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm about to graduate college in a couple weeks. Yay! Um, I have a huge heart for um, human trafficking victims and like women's ministry and just gathering women together to worship God and um, just acknowledge that he is holy and sovereign and the Lord of my life. So that's me. (laughs) Oh, I love it. This is now I'm going to like kind of tie that into like our topic for today is you said that like when you were a junior is like when you really were like, okay, I got to take my faith seriously. Hmm. Was this like within the midst of you dating, trying to figure it out? Or was it kind of like post relationship or pre like what season of life were you in romantically like when you started to recognize your faith as something important yeah I was pre-relationship I I honestly didn't date anyone until after high school like right after I graduated so I was in a season of honestly I didn't have a huge desire to be in a relationship for the longest time Mm -hmm. um and it was just a season of realizing a lot of hurt and death that I had actually like experienced in my life growing up and realizing like God is so much greater than all of that and God is caring and still gentle in the midst of that and so it's kind of where I was um and then yeah yeah we'll talk about more later yeah yeah that's great that's great um and like just for an FYI me and Avery are both single ladies but we've both been in relationships and we've both had to deal with some relational trauma and like working through that and even like dealing with the the fact of like you don't get closure from everyone all Mm. the time and how does that hinder your faith how does that hinder you know you being able to move on and all that stuff and and that's kind of what we want to bring light to is I think there is a lot of especially young girls today 
that really go through the, well, I got to get to the absolute bottom of the sandpit with this guy mm -hmm. to be able to move on yeah. because I need to know every single crevice of his mind. Mm -hmm. We're ultimately like, we're not called to do that. We're not called to dissect people. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I know there, there is some scripture that you're probably going to share that might line up with some of those things I just said, but, um, there is a couple questions that I'm really, really just going to like bulldoze through. So I'm going to ask it. you the first one is, um, number one was the goal is to avoid traumatic relationships before it gets to you. You never approach someone <laughs> going, I really think this person's going to annihilate my heart. Like, you don't, Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I, really, I really hope, hope not. not, but you know, that's never our intention when we meet someone, but unfortunately like that is the way that it goes when you don't yeah. approach a relationship in the way that is of the qualities in the order that God anoints them. So what are those signals for you when you're entering a relationship mm -hmm. that is that like yellow light, red light, slow mm -hmm. down, red flag, <laughs> run? Like what were what are some of those things that you would see or have seen in people? Yeah. Um I mean, I haven't dated a ton of people, so but I have seen it also in friends in their relationships, but I guess in the couple of relationships that I have been in, I think a man who is just quick to jump in. And I don't mean in, like, commitment of, yeah, like, let's try this out. I care about you. I want to, like, push you and be with you. But a man who kind of, like, love bombs you, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. It's just like, oh, I love you in a couple weeks. Like, <laughs> You're like, uh. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's just me, but that is just super overwhelming. And I'm like, I don't even know who you are yet, especially right. if you haven't been friends for a while. Or a man who kind of idolizes you. Um, some people are like, oh, that's so cute. But truly, it is an awful spot to be in because yeah. they put you above God mm. and they like need every single ounce to be okay with you and their relationship or else they yeah. aren't okay. Yeah. And that is so much pressure that I don't think needs to be there. No, um, no, no, no. Like yeah. that desperate thing yes. is some people and, and I could see how a young girl would be like, Oh yeah, this guy's obsessed with me. How attractive. Yes. And like, if you really think about it, like if you're obsessed with a person, if that person is like your lifeline, like that's really unattractive yeah. because mm -hmm. ultimately that means that you are like tied to this person. Yeah. And like you said, I liked how you kind of brought up like the I love you within like two or three weeks of dating yeah. each other. It goes back to the definition of love. Mm. Like what is love? Because if love is <laughs> simply like, oh my gosh, like this guy bought me dinner three times yeah. in a row and like, you know, he flatters me. I must love him. Right. And feelings fade at the end of the day. Like, yeah. talking to so many, like, couples who have been married for 30, 40, 50 years. Like, feelings fade. And so, I think it is so important to acknowledge that and know, like, love is a choice. And it is, oh, it's a relationship. Like, you want to know that person in and out. But it doesn't have to be overnight. And, oh, this is it. Like, 100%. And everyone has their story. But yeah. I think those things are super important to watch for and like someone who is micromanaging or gets jealous super easy if you're going to hang out with your friends like I think that is a huge key indicator also of like whoa like mm -hmm. I want someone who wants me to be around my girls and be around 
great wise woman because that's ultimately going to grow me to be able to love them better you know so yeah Yeah, and like me and Ashley kind of talked about in our last episode non-negotiables yeah and um one of those being like is he involved in his local church Mm -hmm. what do his friends say about him does he prioritize you having your own life separate from him um I think those three key things kind of tie into what you're saying like if he does if he doesn't have an identity separate from you then you guys have now, like, uh, sorry to put it, like, harshly, but, like, you, you sold your souls to each other. Yeah. You are now, like, like, also unconventionally saying you have become one. Because, and that's why, like, breakups hurt so bad yes. when you split apart. And if you had a physicality in that, mm. like, no wonder girls are, like, absolutely devastated. Totally. So. Absolutely. Um, I think this would be maybe a cool time to, and this is, like, whatever you want to share, but, like, because obviously we don't want to like disclose ex relationships and stuff, but like from your past, like how and where do you feel a sense of um, like availability to talk about this stuff? Like, what have you gone through that has made you go, "Wow, I wish I could tell that girl something mm-hmm. different," you know? Yeah, I think. Dang. Um. It's. A big one is to acknowledge your gut feeling and your gut reactions to things and also having people in your life and listening to what they're saying about this person that you're dating. Um, Because for so long, (laughs) I sacrificed a lot of, oh, like, it's just more grace. Like, oh, I just need to forgive. And like, absolutely, that you can never give too much grace or forgiveness but there's a line that you can kind of set and separate yourself from because for so long in one of my relationships um, just went up and down for so long and ultimately it just needed to end. And yeah. my friends would say things, but I just, I didn't think it was as serious as it like needed to be. And uh-huh. so I was foolish in that moment and... Um, just confused because I was like oh is this just a hard season that we're just working through and growing Mm -hmm. but it really wasn't because at my core I knew okay no I just need to end this Mm -hmm. but I just wanted to be loyal and fight for it but I knew yeah deep down so that's 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 the key is like you just know yeah and like honestly if you think about it too like yes all relationships have rough patches But if they can't be resolved within a matter of maybe two talks, three Mm -hmm. talks, and you're just dating each other, like, just run. Because why would you want to have that burden Mm -hmm. as a, you know, someone in your 20s? Just getting to simply know someone to see if you can make it in the long run. I think, like, obviously this is a different different conversation post-marriage because you've got financial burdens together Mm. you've got children you've got work you've got all of these different responsibilities even like romantic sexual ones that like I think that's when like those like evaluation of like okay we're going through a hard patch right now but like when you're dating a hard patch unless like someone's moving away and like you're having to redirect how you date yeah but if you live in the same town if you have the same life you see each other every day Mm -hmm. and you're having the same issues there's so many other fish in the sea, my friend. Like, you know? Yeah. I think of it that way. Absolutely. And 
you might not know within the first couple months. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And I wasn't. I just let myself get to a point where I was just confused. Yeah. And I would pray. And I look back on my journal entries and I'm like, God, you are so clear and so easy to, like, see it now. But in the midst of it, it's like, oh, I want to work through this because I care about this person. And you do like them. And so it's that weird, like, tension almost of, like, oh. But I think the further you go along you're either going to numb those feelings or you're going to be like, okay, no, like this isn't right. But Mm -hmm. people avoid breakups. Or you play fixer-upper and those (laughs) feelings get more intense. Yes. And I feel often at that point when you're in that desperation with someone, it leads to sexual impurity. Yeah. Because you're holding on to that person and what's the next thing you can give that person? Yep. You know? Yeah. And... I think that's something that really is the kicker for a lot of girls is that like when you when you hold back that that sexual part of you that's not holding back your true full self from someone that's simply just holding back the gift that they're not ready to receive yet Mm. until you have a ring on your finger so you know and like you had said like that gut feeling you just have to listen to it because the Holy Spirit is going to tell you it's gonna you have a built-in alarm system by the Holy Spirit. Yes. So thank you. That <laughs> yeah, li- literally like that like be wheel, like put it down, be wheel, yeah. run, break break up with him, all of that. It can be so easily convoluted by the devil saying, No, 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 push in more. No, yeah. save him. No, uh have sex because that way, like, you know, he'll yeah. like be more attracted to you. And then yeah. like you'll um be more compatible. Like, that's what the world and that's what the mm-hmm. enemy is going to tell you. So discern, I mean, what this also comes down to when we're going to get into the second question of like, when's it time to end it? Mm. Before it's time to end it, um, whether it's cheating, anger, alcohol, drugs, disrespect, sex, like any of these aspects that are worthy of ending a relationship, yeah. you first have to accept the Holy Spirit's like built-in alarm system on your life and discerning that from the enemy trying to put a fire in your stomach for something that could lead you to death. Yeah. I think of David and Bathsheba mm. and how David's yeah. fiery, sexual, lustful gut feeling in that moment was to go up and sleep with her. Yeah. And that's what he did. And did the Holy Spirit have you know, that buzzer going off in his head? Probably. Mm-hmm. But he numbed it mm-hmm. with lustful feelings. Yeah. And... David, king of Israel, David, Old Testament David that we all know and that he's highly favored and anointed by the Lord, he still was susceptible to this kind of impurity. So you're no different. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to also push into that. Am I going to be able to discern the Holy Spirit from the lies of the enemy? And so let's say we're in the situation now where you have been able to understand that God's like, Honey, please get out of this relationship. I'm about to save you from some horrible stuff. Um, how do you, in addition to that, how would you know how to end it? Hmm. Um, yeah. Well, I think just touching on what you said, and it ties into this, is you have a choice to listen to the Holy Spirit and act in obedience and trust God is leading you because he is the best gift giver and he has the best intentions for you. Or you can act on it and just keep going mm-hmm. and be deceitful to the person you're dating, which yeah. is so wrong. Yeah. Like that is still God's child, no matter if you're with them or not. Yeah. And so I think that's super, super important to note. But um, 
Yeah, I think... Oh, man. <laughs> Ending relationships is just, like, awful. Like, it's not fun. There's no, yeah. like, good way. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, no in a good feeling, I guess I should say. But um, I think if you've had conversations and you have been 100% honest and you just aren't seeing, like, confidence in it long term and you don't see them being the father to your, like kids and like your best friend and that person you want to be with like it's just not worth it yeah like it doesn't have to be one like wee wee like single <laughs> thing yeah but it's important just to be honest and clear mm-hmm. um and I don't know if if the man isn't plugged into a church he isn't like seeking growth and walking in humility of like yeah. dang like that was wrong or I'm gonna not just do better just to be a better person, but it's like, no, like, yeah. God, please change me. And, yeah. like, acting in that, like, then you don't want them because they're just actively walking in known sin. And yeah. I don't think that's, like, yeah, great. Yeah. And um, think about it. I'm going to give you, like, maybe, like, a situational mm-hmm. thing that, like, I've understood a lot of girls to go through these mm-hmm. days, especially your young 20s, Yes, is that... Let's say he does check off those non-negotiables, whatever those might be like for you. Let's say this one girl, um, she's got her non-negotiables of, you know, he's involved in the church. He's a Christian. He goes Mm. to church with me. He's got a good family bringing up. He's got Mm. good friends around him. But he's got like this other group of friends as well. And they influence him Mm. to partake in, let's say, overconsumption of alcohol. Um, to the point where it doesn't directly affect you, but you can see how he's struggling with this impurity of, Mm. you know, abusing alcohol, you know? And, like, to bring that to the guy and be like, hey, I know you, like, on paper look great, but I think I got to end it. Like, how would, I don't know, like, how would you approach that? Or do you think that that's something that would be, you know, a breakup worthy Yes. Yeah. And here's why. <laughs> I think, one, seek wise counsel. Like, have those people in your life to kind of guide you through that in prayer, for sure. Because the Spirit, again, will lead you. But someone can be doing all of the right things and check off all the right boxes. But if they're actively struggling in that and you're not married to them to help them and be that one person, you know, in their Mm -hmm. lives, like, break it off, let them be healthy and focus on what they need to focus on in surrendering it to the Lord. And then they can possibly, I don't know, you don't want to promise anything, but like, come back then and he can be a better leader for you. Like, God has made men to lead us in relationships. And so if he's abusing something, how is he going to better lead you in showing that example for you. Totally. So, and Christianity isn't just checking off boxes to be a better person. Like it is a daily act of Jesus changed me from the inside out in these, you know what I mean? So I would say no in that, in approaching that that way. Yeah. I mean, if you put it even simply like if a guy has the 
ability to have the word abuse of something in his vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how good of a Christian he is, he's still abusing something. Absolutely. I, I mean, I don't want to be with a guy that has the capacity to mm-hmm. um, drink to the point of just absolute ridiculousness. And nope. um, even if it's like within lust, like if he's going out every weekend because mm-hmm. that's what's fun, like that's just not it. That's just well, not yeah. it. The Bible talks about like being sober-minded, and I think that is in every area. That is with sex, that is with porn, that is with alcohol, that is with drugs, that is with social media, anything. Like, God needs to be, mm-hmm. like, the govern of our lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, in our minds and yeah. everything we let come into our souls mm-hmm. is so important and so powerful. Totally. What about... I know this is a controversial topic for, and it, it, a lot of people think it just applies to different people because of their personality, but like to the core of it, at what point does it become inappropriate for the opposite sex, the opposite partner in this relationship to hang out with a guy or a girl that's different from them? Like Mm, the opposite sex. Yeah. Yeah. Like at what point is that? inappropriate or or worth Mm. ending a relationship over if they're not gonna be compliant with your boundaries do you mean in friendship like you're dating someone and say they have like a girl yes best friend yeah yeah. (laughs) um yeah i know that's controversial i if you are going to be in a relationship I don't want the person I'm dating to be questioning my motives or ever having to be in that position of being uncomfortable in that way. And so Mm -hmm. I think if you're both close to that person and it's like a family friend or things like that and you guys hang out with them together because it's like a mutual friend or something like that, okay, like maybe. But I don't know. It's just a like a teeter-totter like you never want to even put that in your path I feel like to hinder that you know what I mean and no it's not wrong to just oh hi like good to see you like those passings but if they're hanging out with them and they know your person more than you and they're putting more like trust into that person and growing roots digger with that or digging deeper with that person I just I don't know. I just don't... I wouldn't feel honored by that. And I don't think it would be honoring to them. Totally. So, I think it would take conversations, but... Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you think about the accountability that leaders have in a church. Mm -hmm. Of, um, I mean, the church that we go to down here, like, they have certain software hooked up on their phones where they can't access certain websites that could lead to pornography. Mm-hmm. And um, one-on-one meetings with the opposite sex is a big no-no. Yeah. And, um, I mean, even in premarital counseling, I know a lot of them teach, like, if if you if it's not in a work setting, like, have your husband in a group chat with the yeah. person that you're having to talk to. Yeah. I think something like that is, um, it's, it's fair, and it's not unreasonable because it's, it, it would become unreasonable to the point where you're like, you can't hang out with anyone if there's, like, a girl in the room. Uh-uh. Right. Or, like, you can't go to that work party because, like, that one girl's going to be there. That's, stop it. You're controlling the person. But I think 
yeah, there is a boundary where you have to say, I'm going to honor this person enough to know that, like, they're not uncomfortable because they don't trust me. Mm-hmm. They're uncomfortable because that's the boundary of marriage. Yeah. You know, that's the boundary that, like, ultimately we're going to have if we are going to be serious about our relationship and, like, yeah. push it to marriage. You shouldn't even, like, really want the desire to, like, no. get to know another opposite sex one-on-one. Exactly. And if you are, like, just evaluate if you're ready to mm-hmm. date, honestly. Yeah. Or, like, know. where if you're in that relationship, like, okay, where are you guys at then? If you're desiring more attention from something, then from someone, then something's miss- missing in your relationship. Because, totally. yeah, unless something has happened and you're going to, like, a work party, whatever, like... Hopefully you've had that trust and you've had those conversations, but yeah, I just don't, why would you even put yourself there? Yeah. You know? Totally. Totally. Um, all right, let's take this like a little bit deeper. Um, how does someone get over the fear of initiating a breakup and finding the right words to do that? Um, I know I've definitely gone through the like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to do it today. And then it just doesn't happen. And then I'm just like, oh, maybe today. And then. You just wait until you get in some big fight and then it's over. Mm-hmm. And, like, so how would you guide someone through the, like, it's not that scary. It could it could come off that way, but, like, yeah. how do you respectfully be, like, huh, sorry, bye, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, breakups just, like, break my heart. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, I think they're good for people because you learn so much about yourself. Yeah. But um, they're just hard. And I think that's just something that people need to come to terms with. And even I do too. Like, they just suck. Like, no matter what. And I think coming from a place of humility is huge. Like, seeing them as God's child and respecting and honoring them to the best of your ability is such, like, a healthy view because, like... If you're just being deceitful and just going on being like yeah. waiting for that time for them to mess up so you can use it as an excuse, like that's just wrong. So Yeah, that's wrong. I think clarity is God honoring, honestly. Like God wants us to be in community in clear communication with one another. And so I think saying, Hey, thank you so much for this, this and this or like affirming like what's true. Like, seeking something out that's true and thanking them. But saying, like, hey, like, I am no longer confident in this. Or I just don't see this going any further. um, But I really appreciate this. And I, like, wish you the best. Like, things like that, I think, are Mm -hmm. helpful to approach. And literally, in my experience, I have been crying and shaking before I go to a conversation. Like, it makes my anxious bombs yeah. go up the wazoo. <laughs> yeah. But through prayer and asking God to lead that conversation and seeing them the way he sees them, I think can take a lot of pressure off because yeah. it didn't work out and that's okay. Like a lot of people I think go into a relationship of this has to end in marriage or it failed. And it's like, no, no. Like if I push that person closer to the Lord and they pushed me closer to the Lord, like, that is a successful relationship mm-hmm. because I'm going to learn from it and yeah. God will use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. I'm going to add to that too and say that, like, 
when you, I mean, a breakup at the heart of it is probably one of the most unnatural things we can do in community because God designed marriage Mm -hmm. and because of sin, like we've gone against the true identification of community. Absolutely. And so of course it's going to hurt. There's never going to be a breakup that doesn't hurt you unless you really never enjoyed the person in the first place. Right. Um, So name it. Be emotional. I think it's fine to show the other person that you're struggling with this decision. Absolutely. It honestly would probably devastate the other person if you just one day were like stone cold done. Yeah. That would would devastate me. You're hurting their feelings. How could you not? Totally. Yeah. Totally. And, you know, it's like the whole nature of it is basically saying to the other person, like, I'm not compatible with Mm you. You know? And, like, so... So, like, get over the fear that it's going to hurt the other person because it will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that, the, <laughs> answer, you the answer is that you both will be hurt. Yeah. And that's, so you don't need to put pressure on yourself to make it not sting because mm-hmm. it will. But what you can do is you can, like you said, add that respect and it add that humility. And that humility comes in tears. It comes in I'm so sorry that like I've tried to make this work with you and maybe they're blindsided to it Maybe they have no idea that this is going on. I feel like in a situation like that. You've just got to say I I just have felt this I've like seeked out that camp that counsel I think that's huge is that like don't break up or get into a relationship with someone if you have not confided in like three trusted people in your life after you've done that I think it's appropriate to say look, I've confided in these, in some Mm. trusted people in my life and this isn't a diss against your character. It's simply, I'm not in a place where I can love you best. And I don't think that maybe you, because of X, Y, Z, because of this struggle that you're going through, I don't think that's going to be something that's good for me to continue loving you. I think that names it. And it tells the other person, it's not necessarily you as a child of God that I'm not compatible with. It's that we both are in different seasons of life. We both may not have the ideals that line up that we thought we did. Um, And that is subject to change. But I also wanted to add into this question that most of the time it is better to just stay broken up than to do this back and forth thing. if it is in the context of a godly relationship or a godly marriage, of course, I think reconciliation is there. Of course, I think that if the other person comes to that salvation, that it can be there. But if you are not equally yoked mm-hmm. and you do this whole like back and forth, we're dating, we're not dating, we're taking a, a break. Those were air quotes up there. Like, <laughs> just... Why is that toxic? Like, why do you think this whole, like, back and forth thing would be not beneficial? It's confusing for your heart and mind. Like, I... And everyone else. Literally, (laughs) everyone else. They're like, oh, what terms are they on? Or what does talking mean? And what does a break mean for you guys? Because (sighs) going on a break leaves pressure that you have to get back together. And I think when you break up, honestly, you learn so much about yourself and you go into, oh, I'm seeing the unhealthy things that were in this relationship or things I did like, but going back and forth 
just leaves you <laughs> so much more vulnerable and which isn't necessarily like wrong to be vulnerable with someone but like leaves it like a teeter-totter I just keep going back yeah, to it yeah. it just oh what's the word I'm trying to get like you're just subject to hurt either way <laughs> yeah and it's just a constant state of confusion yeah and trying to own up and become this perfect person to then get back together with that person and promising that okay I know you're for me air quotes like yeah trying to get up back to that standard when maybe it's just not it and that's okay and I think there's a sense of trusting God's sovereignty in that because Mm -hmm. It is so hard sometimes to be like, oh, well, what if no one else likes me? Or like, what if I don't feel this way about someone? Because there could be great things about it. But ultimately, like, God knows Uh and is already in it. Uh And let him have control over that situation. Totally. Totally. I think the best post-breakup scripture is be still and know that I am God. Mm -hmm. Be still. Don't try to keep, like beating around the bush, trying to get that person back, look at what they're doing on social media, follow up with people that are friends with them. Be still and know that God has got your life under control. And that if he led you out of a relationship, out of the fire that probably is to come if you stayed in it, trust him. Be still and know that like he's God, he's sovereign, he's got you. I think that's the most important thing. So if you're not if you're not pressing into like who God is and really trying to like make him mm. the source of your your love and the source of your relationship, you're never going to find it in another person. And you're always going to be searching for that in the person that originally hurt you. Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to. Be still and know that I am God. If that is not implemented and concrete in your life, then you're not ready to date. I'm mm. sorry. I mean... We're talking, this whole podcast is in the confines of a Christian perspective on the world. So I'm talking to my ladies. If you do not believe that God has got a plan for your life, not that he's got one guy out there that you could be for. Let's like cut that. There's so many people in this world that- Soulmates are not a thing. That's not a thing. (laughs) But God has a plan. He's seen the past, present, and future. He knows who that person's going to be. Therefore, he's going to lead you out of those situations Mm. that are toxic. Um, Comes back to the gut feeling, that Holy Spirit knock on your heart. You will know. If you are yoked with the Lord, like you will know if something is not right. And ultimately, you have to evaluate, is it the enemy that's trying to get back in my head of, oh, you're going to miss something with that Mm. person. Oh, but you liked when they did this. Oh, but... You're never going to find someone again. Yeah. I think that's the biggest lie that the enemy feeds young girls because you just scroll for hours of all these women that have what you don't, all these women that have the bodies you don't, that Mm -hmm. have the this that you don't. And so you're going to cling on to the nearest thing that may have destroyed your confidence, Mm -hmm. but they're a source of attention. Um, I'm sorry to name that, but I'm speaking from experience is that, you just, you got to press into the Lord. You got to press into, I know we broke up and I'm committing to stay to that unless way down the road, because a stupid like two week break, you will not see character change within a two week break. It has taken years for me to overcome certain things that I have been a slave to in my past, in my sin years. And 
the things that I have done to trespass the relationships I was in one mm. time, I'm still not ready to regain trust and confidence yeah. in some of those people. I'm not. And I never will because I hurt them. I tore yeah. their heart. Yeah. And I think that's what it comes down to is that just take break out of your vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to choose to break up with someone, just stick to it. Because in marriage, you don't get that luxury. Yeah. I know the world tells you that you can have the luxury of like taking a break or like we're married in, on paper, but we're separated. We already understand the unconventional just absolute devastation it it puts on a family so just like a covenant of marriage Mm. just do it in your dating life just practice then you know yeah i don't know if you have anything else to add to that but i uh, did but honestly i forgot because i was just like yeah that was her fist pumping the air um all right well let's move on i think um like we said, we kind of conquered the, like, the it's complicated. It definitely just, it affects everyone. It's annoying. Your friends will just yeah. think it's stupid. Just stay out of it. Um, but what I want to get into now is that closure. I think a lot of people can approach that breakup scene and not necessarily have full closure in what they're about to break off with someone. And I think scripture can anoint that it mm-hmm. is okay to move on in a certain direction of your life, not having closure with the past. So why is closure not always the biggest importance in the overarching goal to move on and get healthy? Oh man. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, can you solve breaking up for me? (laughs) (laughs) No. God can though. Um, You guys had to move on, right? Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> um, it's a daily walk, yeah. honestly. Like, it, it's taken me years to move on from someone that I dated. And it... Oh, man. There's, like, so much packed into that. I, I think it's a lot of prayer and being intentional with accepting emotions and being okay with being hurt. I think I always, at least for me, put a timeline on, oh, you were sad for a week. Okay, get over it, you know, and I kind of like numb it. But it's okay. There's no timeline. Like, God is the one who heals and is the ultimate healer. And putting trust and declaring scripture over your life and remembering that, okay, God, you choose me today and you want to hear from me and you want a relationship with me. So this is what I'm going through. And these are my doubts and these are my questions. And I'm only remembering the good things right now in this relationship. So please help me Mm -hmm. remember why we broke up and what you have for me. Because our minds automatically go into the good of, oh, I miss the friendship with this person. I miss the adventures. I miss this and this. But ultimately, it ended, and that's okay. But asking your friends to be with you in those hard moments or choosing to go be with God and setting a routine up helped me a lot of like, okay, in the morning, I will wake up 30 minutes before anything I'm doing, no matter how early it is, and start my day because the Word is alive and active, and we have to choose to be women to stand on that and 
speak concrete in letting the spirit guide us and heal us because nothing else is going to heal us. And it is so easy to be like, oh my gosh, self-love. Like, I'm going to go buy myself Uh coffee today. Yeah. And mind you, go buy yourself a coffee if you want to. Yeah. Whatever. Like, I'm not like condemning that. But I don't ever want to put myself above God and choosing myself before the Lord to ultimately have confidence in him healing me. Yeah. Totally. And, you know, like, like the word healing is subjective to the person and the scenario. Yeah. Um, if you have deep, deep wounds with someone, you can't expect yourself to heal at the rate that your friend dated someone for a month and a half yeah. and they're done. Yeah. You're going to have to understand that, like, that person cut into you deep. Yeah. Like, our bodies, like, react the exact same way. Like, you have an injury. You have a really yeah. traumatic injury. It's going to take months, if not years, to recover. Yeah. Um, and you just have to wait through it. Mm-hmm. And you have to feel it. And you have to heal. And you got to go to, I don't know, occupational therapy and learn how to exercise that muscle again. That occupational therapy, what is that? That's your community. That's the people that you go to that are going to help you through mm-hmm. that, um, that trauma. That um, regaining faith that men are good. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I think some women are so stuck in that too. I have lost faith that there are good men on this earth or mm-hmm. that there are godly men on this earth. Yeah. And that's real. And also feel that. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that's I think nice. too, trying to heal <laughs> in a society that just says all men are awful. I know. And that we don't need them. It's so hard. Like, we do need them. God Mm -hmm. made them, and they are awesome. And we should be championing them in their roles and what they're doing as men of God. But recognizing, yeah, there are some that will hurt you, and that's okay because God ultimately knows, and he's sovereign, and he is just, and he is gentle, Mm -hmm. and so near and dear to your heart. Totally. Like, he wants to sit with you in it and hurt with you like in that you know mm-hmm. so. but I think also God wants us to open our eyes to the people that have been concrete in our lives mm-hmm. like if you're feeding yourself the stupid lies of like all men are dumb and yeah. like there's no I'm never gonna find someone find that find someone in your life that does resemble that for me it's my dad mm-hmm. you know I think you know whenever I get in and I don't really ever anymore it was more like in high school I was like oh never find someone and like you know I men are dumb um I look at my dad why would I ever say that that'd be a slap in the face to my father yeah you know I think God will allow you to experience and see Mm. other people in your life when you're going through um a traumatic breakup because he he wants you to have hope Mm -hmm. um and ultimately hope in him but he's also gonna like he's gonna allow you to like see things around you that's gonna help you too you know I think like, like, I mean, like, you've just gone back to multiple times. Like, community. It's just, like, mm. it's just huge in healing yeah. from anything. Not yeah. just relationships, but anything. Yeah. Well, God didn't so. create us to do life alone. Totally. <laughs> and you see that all throughout Scripture. And so yeah. I think it's so important to be plugged in and mm-hmm. don't isolate yourself. Mm-hmm. That is huge. And take time to be alone and be still with the Lord, but let people in. Because I think it's yeah. so easy to, 
dismiss and just kind of hide under a rock because you're hurting and you want to do the opposite. But Mm -hmm. I think God uses a lot of people to heal and speak truth over us. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, Feeding kind of back into like closure Mm -hmm. and why closure is not something that's necessarily um, so needed within healing and moving Mm -hmm. on. Because from my own experience, I, well, I've gotten to a place healthy wise within relationships that like, I do not need to follow anyone that I dated before. I don't need them to see my life. I just, Mm -hmm. that's how like I've been able to move on. And I didn't necessarily, like the last guy that I was with, I never got closure with him on like why things ended. It honestly, there was never even a breakup. It just dissipated. Mm -hmm. And I remember that hurt me for a long time and I would like, the only thing that like made me feel like okay I'll finally be able to move on if I like see what he's posting and like he's with another girl mm. or like if he I'm just gonna wait for him to come to me and tell me why he hurt me like this and then I'll be able to move on that's like holding myself captive yeah. to that guy that is honestly probably oblivious to the fact that I'm even hurting um, let's name it there is that I'm putting so much pressure on him to fulfill something in me mm-hmm. where the Lord could fill that up and I could have healed from yeah. that years ago. Yeah. And I think ultimately step one, unfollow them, dude. Like mm-hmm. it's it's gonna like it's gonna save you a lot. And I know like we've got a lot of people pleasers that, oh, it's gonna look bad. Oh, they're gonna people are not thinking about you all the time. No. Like <laughs> I yes. and I'm, I'm <laughs> I know that sounded harsh, but like I'm saying that to myself because I had to tell myself this, that I am not the center of their Mm. world. Like they are not probably constantly checking to see, oh, did she see this? Girls are really like nitpicky on that stuff. But ultimately, like when I said, you know what? I'm done. I'm never going to get closure. And like, I think that's the closure that God's trying to give me is that like, Mm. you do not need to chase this poor boy down that like has no idea that you're even you know down and out about this Mm -hmm. so ultimately why is closure not a bad thing i think about i think about peter and jesus peter denied him three times rooster crowed jesus already knows the beginning (sighs) future and end yeah and when after the resurrection when peter came back to jesus fell at his feet and just said like lord forgive me Mm. and he said you're clean go make disciples of men like Jesus didn't sit there and interrogate him on mm. why he doubted him and why he did this and like why didn't you have the strength to stand up for me when they were accusing you of being a follower of me. Like he didn't do that. He just said, "Okay. There it is." Mm-hmm. And like I don't know, I think that's just a life that I want to model is that like I do not need to hold everyone's like ever thought and intention over their head. Mm-hmm. And be like, do this so I can move on. Yeah. Well, that's just baiting someone. Yeah. So. And it's just keeping yourself captive from true freedom and trust. And like, it's holding your fist so tight of trying to win the illusion of control. We don't have control mm-hmm. ever. So yeah. it's letting go and surrendering that and being like, okay, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't need to be thought of by this person all the time. Yeah. And you're not going to be thought of by that person all the time. Like, they might find someone like quicker than you find someone and it's not a race and I think that's huge to like understand it is not a game and 
you have your own path that God is working in and your own heart that he is changing. And so being able to let go of this stigma of, I need to know every little detail on what you think about me or what season you're in. And mind you, there's, there's times, because in my past relationship, like we had a following up conversation that was so helpful, but it wasn't until like a year later of like consistent prayer of like, God, you will put them right in front of me. Totally if you want this to happen and because I didn't want to act on my own feelings I didn't I could never tell like oh do I just want it for the attention uh-huh. or no I genuinely want to say sorry and ask for forgiveness in person and clear things up and it wasn't until I literally finally was like oh, I give up like yeah you're the one who can control this not me the next day he was in front of me and we had like a conversation wow. within a couple of days and so Things like that. Like, I totally understand God will guide you and guide those things, but it wasn't until I fully just had my yeah. palms up and ready to, okay, God, like, I'm done tormenting myself. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it just holds you back from mm-hmm. living in abundance of what God has for you. So, absolutely. Yeah. That surrender is powerful. Mm-hmm. And you, like, you got to experience it. I mean, people are scared of surrender. Because it's surrendering the power. It's surrendering the game that you're playing. Mm-hmm. It's surrendering the I win of this person. Yeah. And honestly, that goes back to like, it says a lot about how you were dating a person when that relationship is now over. Mm. Because totally. if, let's say it's ended with someone and you are just constantly, I mean, I'm talking about like probably way later. Yeah. Like post breakup. I mean that like, right after like all of that like grieving is natural but like if it's if years have gone by and you're still like i wonder how he's looking at like another girl or like i Mm -hmm. wonder if he's like still feeling those things for me like that just says a lot about how you were dating that person because you likely probably were like thinking those things while you guys were together because why would you be thinking them post relationship Mm -hmm. you know so like you said that surrender is just so huge so let's kind of bring it home yeah is what's the hope in all of this how have things that like you've kind of talked and walked us through with is going to help you within like the season of your life right now like i know that you mm-hmm. are in a place of singleness and like that's something that you and i want like yeah what's kind of the hope and like all that we just kind of like laid down i just hope that i <laughs> in my next relationship like can actually apply things that I've learned and not get so blindsided again or um, let the man that I date like lead and take initiative and drive that clarity and really get to know them and not just jump into things because it's just not worth it like I want to be the next person I date hopefully the one that I marry like there's so much more intention in there and um, also hopefully that people can ask questions and be like hey like how did you get through this and yeah just be able to like sit and empathize with them and mm-hmm. ask them questions and give wise counsel because I am nowhere near like of that much experience but I continue learning and continue like submitting and mm-hmm. hopefully taking this and what God has like kind of molded me into and is still molding me into to be content in the situation no matter what and just let him bring it because his timing's perfect and it's way better than mine so 
yeah, I just hope to have a man that's yeah. loves God above all else and then yeah. honors and cherishes my heart and soul to be near to his, yeah. you know? Yeah. I liked how you yeah. were kind of saying too, like, I want to be able to apply what I learned and mm-hmm. like, I want to be able to like, not just blindsided go into something because I haven't healed deep down. Yeah. And like you said, like journaling is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's it's not just like documents of your past. It actually is like therapeutic to be able to like internalize the things that you're writing and see yeah. it. And um, referring back to that is huge. Um, what I do want to add too to people that may be thinking this and like Okay, well, like, I maybe I've never dated before. Yeah. You do not need to go through years of crap to have no. a good relationship. Because if no. you're rooted in Scripture and what the Lord says about a man and a woman and, and a relationship between two people that come together, you don't have to go through a bunch of dysfunction. Mm-hmm. If you have, it just means there's still hope for you. Yeah, It means that like, there is more people on this earth that are also striving to heal. And they're also striving for a godly relationship. You know, it's not off the table that you failed. Like you said, it's not marriage or failure. Mm-mm. You know, you either learn yeah. or you get married. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's awesome. either one of those things. So um, literally that's the hope is you learn or you get married. <laughs> and we've learned. We have. So hopefully the next step is that. But, you know, I just see such a big future for you. And like, um, I love how like a lot of girls stories is just their relationships and their hurts and stuff. And that's never been the case for you. Like you're a whole woman, despite like whatever, like you've gone through in the past and you always bring like the joy to the table and like the hope. So I was like, of course I want Avery to talk about this because like you have a perspective that's not like obsessed with this stuff, but like you still want it, obviously. Like I want it too. So I don't know. I just loved your insight, but I'd love to like, you know, wrap it up in here if there's anything else you want to say or leave it with. But yeah, I think one, well, thank you. I yeah. love I love, <laughs> love, love just doing life beside you and the gift that honestly God kind of just bombed our friendship together. Yeah. Like... Backstory, we met at like my brother's wedding. I think it was around that time. A little bit before. It was like, like we hung out a couple times, but my sister in law, <laughs> Avery was her bride well made bridesmaid, honor. but maid of honor. Mm-hmm. Um and I just remember like <laughs> hearing you laugh and like (laughs) and just like when we hung out at your house one time and I was just like I like have to be friends (laughs) with this girl like I have to like I don't care I look like a chicken with my head cut off being like (laughs) be friends with me like I just like and God's like so loved our friendship yeah but um just to wrap up I just want to encourage the girls and women who like do want a relationship or and are in that just struggle to be content because it is all around all the time. But I think holding tight to knowing that God has your heart so near and dear to his and know that marriage he's made to be a beautiful thing. And so just stay close to him and trusting in him and acknowledging your feelings and surrounding yourself with the friendships yeah. that lift you up and will encourage you in that because marriage is a gift and singleness can be hard. So yeah. 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 Amen, brother. Um, do you want to pray us out or something? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Lord, thank you so much for um, just the freedom you've given us 
to access your heart, God, through the Spirit. And um, I just pray that um, anyone listening, Lord, that you convict them or encourage them or meet them just right where they're at. Um, thank you for the beautiful relationships that you have created in men and women, God, to ultimately just show our relationship with you, God. Um, and I just pray protection over anyone listening and that you just lead them and dig deeper into their hearts to know your word and standing firm on your word, um, God, in, in your name. Amen. Amen. Yay. Yay. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, we conquered this episode with one microphone because um, yes. Ashley's not here. So I'm sorry if the audio is a little janked, but it's fine because um, I can hear it through my headset and it sounds good so um last but not least today's national day is national love your pet day oh <laughs> happy Murray, this one's for you <laughs> um anyway we will see you guys next week and thanks for listening bye